if you're listening to this, then you are thinking about hiring a VA. Because you are at a stage in your business whereby you feel like you have to expand. You have to start doing the things which matter most to your business that will generate revenue or income. In order for you to be able to do that, you need to stop doing certain activities which don't necessarily generate an income but are as equally important for the growth or improvement of your show. And in order for you to be able to do that, you need to find somebody who's going to be able to fill that role, who's going to be able to take those responsibilities off your hands. And perhaps the best person to do this is a VA, because VAs are generally much, much cheaper than normal full-time employees. And VAs are definitely experienced with knowing this whole digital space. But how do you hire a VA? How do you navigate through all of that process? Where do you even find the right VA? How do you even know that this person will be the right fit or VA for me? Well, let me tell you something. This episode will answer all of those questions. Why? Because I was clueless not so long ago until Emily Reagan came on the show. Emily Reagan told me all that I needed to know about how to hire a VA and now I have a VA and she is so, so great and I really, really appreciate Emily for giving me all the tips and advice that I needed that has ensured such a fruitful relationship with my VA. Now, who is Emily Reagan? Well, Emily Reagan is an entrepreneur in the digital marketing space. She has been a VA herself and now trains VAs and also helps businesses connect or find the right VAs. So she really knows a whole lot about this space because she operates in this space. And I promise you that if you listen to this, you'll leave the show knowing exactly what to do in terms of how to hire a VA. So, my question is to you. Are you ready to be less clueless? So, as I've mentioned just now that I've recently hired a VA and the only way I was able to pay her was because of the Podcasting Power Hour. The Podcasting Power Hour decided to sponsor and support the show and for that reason I was able to pay my VA. I mean when they came to me saying that they want to sponsor the show I was so excited because just like this show they are speaking to podcasters like yourself and myself. They speak about everything and anything related to podcasting and the podcast industry. The Podcasting Power Hour is a podcast and Twitter space which features experts in the podcasting industry. They have a panel which comes and which shares some wonderful insights on the podcasting industry and it's definitely something that you should really really check out because I think it is things that we really really need. I mean things like networking, equipment, everything and anything literally related to podcasting. So if you'd like to check out the podcast Power Hour, then please check out the link which is down below to check out all the episodes that you might have missed in the past. But if you'd like to also be part of the Twitter space, then make sure that you tune in every Monday on Twitter, 9 p.m. EST, 9 p.m. EST every Monday. You won't regret it. You get to ask the panel some questions and you get to engage with them. And it's really, really a fun and exciting show, which is equally educational. So please do make sure that you check out the Podcasting Power Hour. 
Thank you once again to the Podcasting Power Hour for sponsoring this episode. Clueless Entrepreneurs, welcome to The Clueless Entrepreneur, brought to you by the Msane Podcast Network. My name is Dawesh Msane and I am a clueless entrepreneur. I'm trying to build a podcast business but have no idea what to do or where to start. If you can relate to this, then you're listening to the right podcast because this podcast is about helping you and I as clueless entrepreneurs to be better entrepreneurs who have successful podcast businesses. So, my question is to you, are you ready to be less clueless? All right, thank you very much, Emily, for joining me on today's episode of The Clueless Entrepreneur. I am so excited to be talking about this topic with you. Um, before we start, I'd just like to know from you, what's one thing that perhaps you are clueless about and you're a bit curious to know? Oh my gosh, this is a good question. So I've been working in digital marketing for 13 years and I there's always new changes, new algorithms, things to learn. But one thing that I actually hired help for and I have a meeting next week is to learn TikTok better. Like I don't understand why some videos do well. I don't understand why some hashtags don't work. And so I am going to go down that rabbit hole next week. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. I honestly don't know how TikTok works because, I mean, some videos do well, which I post, some don't. And I have no idea why. Yeah. And I'm not a dancing type, so I wouldn't know <laughs> like how to make myself go viral on TikTok. So I definitely understand you and your predicament. Um, but yeah, all the best with that. Um, so today we are talking about BAs hiring a VA. Now, I know that this is something which is, which comes up for many digital entrepreneurs. You know, they come across a time whereby they have to actually start hiring or think about hiring. So first of all, can you just please tell us what is the benefit of hiring a VA as opposed to perhaps a normal employee um, who is maybe right around the corner or something like that? Yes. Well, a virtual assistant is an independent contractor, so they can come in and help your business in almost any kind of capacity. So if you're not ready to commit to a full-time employee, which is more expensive, if you're not ready to provide benefits, um, very clear job descriptions, then an independent contractor can absolutely help you get where you're going. And these independent contractors, which we, we call them VAs, and really that's that's an industry. Uh, VA can do any kind of digital service under the sun. We can have admin, executive services, marketing services, sales. We could have HR. I mean, project management. It's crazy how many different roles this person can fill. But if we're not, you know, if we're not ready to hire, we just need someone who can get into our business and help get things done. And we can hire someone in an ongoing capacity to support us. Or we could hire a specialist to come in maybe for a project and help us do something big. And so the the VA really can help the small business owner who's not ready to have the large team who needs a right-hand man or woman to help them get things done. Because here's the thing, no business that is successful is doing it alone. You know, there's usually a team behind the scenes. And I think it's so easy for us to see websites and Instagrams and Reels and TikToks and think that that person's doing it all. And the reality is they're not. 
So getting help will help your business grow. It will help you not stay stuck. And I could talk about this all day and I'll just cut myself off right there. <laughs> what would you have said? I definitely can agree with that behind a great business are great people. And I think for, especially for us as small independent podcasters who are, you know, running our podcast businesses, it is something which is very vital to not hire maybe someone who's full time because we don't have the resources, but to hire someone who comes here and there to help us out. And perhaps just to ask a question here that what's maybe should you hire someone like a VA? Should it be someone who is, what can I say? Someone who the same person or look for different people at, at different times, even though maybe you won't be long-term, but it, how important is it to have maybe the same person so that you, you can maintain that consistency? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of people are really looking for a teammate and that consistency, but you know, every business is really different and it just depends on what are your goals and your strategies and how are you going to implement them? So I, I find a lot of my business peers, they want the continuity. They want someone to truly delegate and take some ownership with, and it doesn't have to be the same person. And it also doesn't have to be the same personality as you. Sometimes when we're the creative visionaries of our business, we have all of the ideas. We might need an opposite personality who's more of a taskless project manager, can stay focused and stay on plan. And so kind of it really just depends on your on what you're trying to do with your business. And it's so interesting because people can come into this role with different backgrounds and different skills, and you never really know where they want to go in their own business as an independent contractor, what they bring to the table. And so I really see it as a relationship. And one of the one of the examples I like to talk about is Walt Disney. Right. Everybody knows Walt Disney, but he is successful because he had somebody supporting him an intrapreneur, someone behind the scenes who has entrepreneurial ideas, but does not need to be the face of the business. And that was Roy Disney. And we don't hear about Roy Disney because he was the quiet, mm -hmm. silent, you know, sidekick, for lack of a better word, making that magic happen. And there's tons of people who want to be in that supportive role. And it can just depend on their strengths, honestly. And it's nice to get someone in early who can just help with and wear many hats I mean, like, like I said, we can't afford like a gazillion specialists when we're just getting started. Yeah. So I like to just encourage people to find somebody who has that, that attitude that will help you. And sometimes the solution is they can't do it, but they can help you find the right person to do it. Right. It's not always like mm -hmm. they might not be the coder, but they can go help you hire that coder and manage that project. Yeah, I don't even know what to say right now. Cause you have said, you know, so many valuable things right now and something that you said, I didn't even know who Roy Disney was or is. Right. <laughs> so that's just crazy, you know? Um, and I think having that person in that support, supportive role is very important because we sometimes want to do it ourselves and we miss the point that we actually can be more successful if we have somebody to support us. Yes. And looking at that, you know, when perhaps is the right time to hire out um, or to, to start looking at four VAs in your business, what, what is the right stage um, in, in your business, in your podcast business, perhaps in particular, whereby you should start looking for a VA or where you can start looking for I see one of the biggest mistakes is people coming to me 
telling me they not need to hire a VA tomorrow because their business is on fire and they wait till it's too late. So my best advice is start thinking about the business you want to run, the business of your dreams. What will happen when you are physically at capacity? Maybe that's with your client load, your content load, and start Start thinking about that person and planning for that person. It doesn't mean you need to hire them right now, but that way you have some standard operating procedures in place. You know how you like to do things and it'll be easier to onboard somebody to help you. So what I encourage you to do now, you might not be ready, but start thinking about what tasks are not getting done. What's at the bottom of my list every week that I'm just not getting to and start thinking about what could you get done if you had help, if you freed up time? And so I, I really think that that is where the magic is, is being organized. And you don't have to be perfectly organized, but having some idea of where you're going to need help first. Now, and you can start small. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions is thinking, oh, I have a VA and now I need somebody 20 hours a week. And that's not true. When I was first starting as a virtual assistant, I've worked behind the scenes for 13 years for business owners. I've worked for over 100 clients. I've helped clients who are baby, baby business owners. I've helped the million dollar clients, right? And the reality is I, as a stay-at-home mom offering my services, I don't mind working four hours a week. Like I am a very privileged physician. My husband has a job. I have benefits. I wanted to be home with my kids. And there are people who don't want full-time work or don't need it, or they have multiple clients. So they don't mind helping you out four hours a week, four hours a month. Now, the really primo virtual assistants and digital service providers who are really good at what they do, they're going to start charging more. They're going to want larger chunks of time. So just kind of realize that it's going to be in balance with who you're working with, but you can find an absolute go-getter. And so you could start small and just because delegation, because being a leader, a team leader, a CEO it's a refinement process. We're all like learning how to manage people. I personally, in all of my full-time jobs, rarely manage people. I was kind of always a one-man band. And so even me bringing on teammates, it takes time. So you don't want like a launch happening next week and you're trying to onboard a teammate. Like it's too late. And I get this all the time. People, people want to hire someone and their business is on fire. Do it before your business is burning. Start planning for the business that you want. And it's okay. So there's this this principle, the Pareto principle. It's the 80-20% rule. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's like very popular across different yeah. industries. The biz, As a business owner, if you want to get out of the weeds and truly grow your business, you need to be focusing on the 20% of your tasks that actually get results, that actually make money. It is so easy to go down rabbit holes that are busy, that waste your time, that somebody else could be doing. And sometimes we do that because we're distracting ourselves because just because we can doesn't mean we should. So thinking about what are those 80% of the tasks that I need to get off my plate? Well, it's usually admin. It's usually scheduling, posting, like, you know, marketing mailroom task. You as a CEO, you're focusing on what you're doing now. The things only you can do, recording a podcast, doing visibility, doing one-on-one -on -one client work. That's what you need to be focusing on. And you can get support in the other areas. I see a lot of people... Over the past couple of years, I've seen some of my friends' businesses grow like crazy and some stay stagnant. And the key there is the resource of human capital. It makes all the difference because you will stay in the weeds updating your blog, right? 
you know, um, do, even doing your own pod, podcast editing. Well, one day you're going to outgrow that, mm. you know? So, I mean, yeah. I could just go on and on, but I think that's hard for us when we're so new because money is limited. And because starting an online business, that startup cost is so low, we forget that to run a business, you need two things. You need time and you need money. And sometimes that that money is going to pay for the human capital, but the human capital also helps you speed up the time. And so it becomes this, which one do I have more of? And if you have less money, you really need to be focusing on money-making tasks. And you need to hire someone to help with like time-saving tasks, right? So it becomes this like, it's kind of a paradox, but I think that all business owners need to realize this, you know, takes time and money. You're leading to the next question that I have for you. Um, the one about money. If perhaps I've got limited or the business isn't necessarily making money because podcasting, you know, um, it's, it takes time to actually start monetizing. But yeah. maybe you do have some money from your own pocket. Can you use that to hire a VA while, you know, maybe focusing on the tasks that do make money so that you can speed up that process and then the business can start making money and then you can pay the VA later on. Can you just please um, tell us a bit, a bit about that? Yeah, you have to find that capital somewhere. And I know you've talked about this here on the podcast. I teach my VAs to find clients who are making money in you know real life, who have like a one-to-one -one service. Like I've had to straddle this in my business, doing client work and growing my course. It's a messy, it's a very messy hustle mode, right? Because I need the client work to pay as I grow my course. It's just the nature of things. It takes time to build an audience. And so, um, yeah, I've had some months where I don't pay myself as much as I would like, and I'm getting there. And I use my team to help me grow the audience because that's the most important thing right now. And even with a oh. podcast, it's the marketing of the podcast and getting the numbers. Because what does the, the numbers turns into sponsorships? It turns into um, being able to pitch yourself, right? And, and, and be able to sell your own program on your podcast. So absolutely, that's why I mentioned it takes capital and human capital to grow it. So I just want everyone to remember that it takes capital and human capital to run a business. Now, some virtual assistants might not charge as more, and that's usually a sign that they're newer. You can also look at overseas uh, outsourcing places. Um, they will charge cheaper sometimes in other countries like the Philippines. You can find VAs that charge less than $10 an hour. I mean, here in the US, they can be more expensive and it just can depend on where you're outsourcing. It can depend on the level of the VA's experience. And then the people ask me about hiring an agency and agencies can be great if you don't feel organized enough and you're not quite ready. The problem with hiring an agency is you're usually paying a premium. They're turning, turning around and charging and paying that person less and you're not getting that dedicated teammate that you really probably want for the long term, that's why it could be a short-term solution. And people at agencies who are go-getters, who are pretty good at their job, usually end up leaving, so there can be a high churn. But I, I don't want to completely knock the agency model because sometimes that's what we need. We don't want to manage the people, and we want to get people who are already trained and good at what they're doing. So I encourage you to look at your budget 
you know, look at the, the things you really need to get off your plate. And if that frees you up to make money, there's an immediate ROI on that. But if you're paying somebody to help you with time saving, there's not always an immediate ROI unless you're turning around and doing money making tasks. So I think I see a lot of business owners get frustrated because they hire a VA and they think they're just going to make tons of money right away. But usually that money making task is on you, right? Or you pay premium to hire a specialist to help you make money. So case in point, Facebook ads, right? There's a reason ads managers cost two one, $2,000 a month, sometimes more, because they're able to put money back in your pocket. That is really called um, value-based pricing. When it gets closer to the sale, when it deals with the marketing and sales, you're going to be paying more for that service. It's just, you know, the law of our economy. Right now, I just want to know where is the best place to find VAs, um, especially like someone who's starting out uh you did mention the Philippines and things like that. I'm not necessarily talking about the place or something like that, but like, um, is it freelance sites? Is it agencies? Can you just please explain maybe what the benefits are or as opposed to the, the not so great things about those options? Yeah, there's pros and cons to everything. And you can absolutely go to freelance.com, Upwork, Fiverr. You're usually finding more of your project-based freelancers over there. They usually have a very defined scope of what they do. And so there's this messy middle when you're starting, when you need that hybrid person, you need a Jack or Jill of all trades who's trades who's going to help you with multiple things, which is why people, I find people want that that I call them a unicorn, but they want that um, that well-rounded, versatile person. And so there's many places you can go. My favorite places are to, A, look in your own community, post on social, post to your email, because it would be so ideal to find someone who's already familiar with your brand, knows your story, knows your business, and is passionate about you. So I think that's a great place to start. You can also ask your business peers because there's this whole secret underground network of Mm -hmm. freelancers and digital service providers. This is where I was for years. I didn't have a website. I didn't have a robust social because I'm behind the scenes doing the work. So if you ask another peer who they use, they can ask their person that you know, they could give you a referral, that person, their VA might know another VA, there's a whole secret underground network. So ask your friends, who are they using? Who do they recommend? I think that's so powerful for a word of mouth, and it speeds up the trust factor. You can also go into Facebook groups. And um, just be careful, if you go into a Facebook group with lots of VAs, you will be inundated, you will be flooded, and they will cold DM you even though you tell them not to. So if you're going to post a job, just have a process for collecting that so it doesn't overwhelm you. One little advice I have is um, have very specific directions, throw in a little testing thing, like you must use a sub email subject ice cream. And if people don't follow the rules, weed them out right away. Like if they're not attention, you know, detail oriented, then you don't even need to like give them a call back. So, um, but have a process in place if you're going to do that. Um, And the other, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, I have digital marketing assistants that I train, not necessarily the admin VAs, but since this happens to be my specialty, you can also go to hireaunicorn.com. You can always uh, 
and that I really try to make it easy. People can just fill out the form and I share it with my work group. But you can always um, Google agencies. There's quite a few of them. Um, there's one other one I was going to say, oh, just search it, search it on Instagrams. You know, you're going to find a ton of them. <laughs> uh, hopefully they know SEO, but um, a lot of VAs are already offering their services on Instagram. It, be, it can be a quick way to find them and just know just because they don't have a huge social following or a website doesn't mean they're not good, right? They want to be behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And if they have like 20,000 Instagram followers, they're probably not going to be your dream teammate because they're trying to build a bigger business. So you really are looking for that usually introvert behind the scenes who wants to be Roy Disney. Wow. I'm definitely going to start looking for my Roy Disney. Um, <laughs> and perhaps just to know, how do you identify your Roy Disney? Like, how do you find that right person? How do you know that this person is someone who I can work with? Or is it something which is like trial and error? Yeah, that I mean, it, it is a little bit of a trial and error. Okay, so I am always testing people. So over the years, I have been growing my team. And it started with me testing people. And I remember I made a post on Facebook a couple years ago. And I was trying, I was building an agency at the time. And I was trying to find some people to help me with my Pinterest clients, because I was doing Pinterest marketing. And I made a little test. And some, some women, some friends raised their hand. And this was kind of back before this whole world exploded. And I said, okay, go watch this training and tell me what you think. Guess how many people actually got back to me? Guess how many people actually watched it? And then I could tell if they were passionate about it. So I gave them a test. Some of them were more passionate. Some of them were like, oh my gosh, my eyes are so open. I can't wait to do this. Some of them came back to me like, meh. You know, I'm like, I don't want to work with you if you're not excited about this. So think about like the tests you can do. My best advice is to onboard someone slowly, give them test projects and just see how they handle it. The number one thing you want to hire for is not some tech skill. It's somebody's attitude. You want the growth mindset. You want somebody who is going to love learning, love challenges, put their brain on your business and come to the table with ideas. You do not want somebody in this Roy Disney role who's just collecting a paycheck, who's just doing the bare minimum. And so that's why it is a little bit of a trial and error, like you said. Hmm. You don't always know. I was talking to a friend who has a, a great business right now. He has his eyes on this lady to help him inside his business. She seems like she's going to be a go-getter, but she just told him, I don't want any more hours. So immediately I'm like, red flag, this is not your Roy Disney. She's already putting the kibosh on there. And I mean, whatever her situation, that's fine, but that is not, this is usually like, what do we say? The sidekick, the integrator of your business. It's the, um, I try to think of like the wingman in your business. Like she's just not going to be that role. She's probably going to be more of a doer, an implementer. She's probably going to be, need, she's probably going to need to be told what to do every step of the way. Like she's not mm. going to take ownership and leadership. So there, I mean, it, it is, mm. it's difficult, but if you want someone, you know, already in that role, you're going to pay the price. Like if they're going to have experience, they're going to be more expensive. So that's why a lot of us, when we're starting out, if we could just tap into that person who has the, um, the passion and the growth mindset, they can grow with us. And that's what I did for my millionaire client. Um, I was with her for six years. I got in at the ground level and we grew up together. Um, that's what my teammate did with me. And after I tested her out. So, mm -hmm. Yeah.
Wow, I really love that. You know, you look at attitude, which is a big, big thing, and somebody who's going to add ideas and who will help you grow, who has the growth mindset. I really, you know, love that. Not somebody who's just going to be um, silent and just sit in the in the corner, collect their paycheck, and that's it. Um, and and perhaps looking at that, somebody who is starting out like yourself, you did say that you can you know, help the person grow as well if they do have a growth mindset. So especially since they are affordable, should you take the chance um, to actually, you know, hire somebody who is starting out? And how do you know that that person might be able to learn from you and you can grow with that person? How do you identify that growth mindset? Okay. All right. I'm so glad you asked me this. So I would do what I said, like, you know, send them to a free webinar or training just to watch and see what they, how quickly do they watch it? What's the turnaround time? Because that will tell you everything. If it takes them two weeks, they're not going to be the person for you. Um, how, how do they feel about it? Does it spawn ideas? So I don't know. As an example, this is popping into head. James Wedmore has a training right now, a free webinar you can take where he talks about sales pages. So I would send someone there and say, don't buy it. Just go watch it and tell me what you think. But when you're in a discovery call, this is the question I like to ask, uh, especially if they're aware of this online world. And I say, what's one training you would love to take if money were no object? So if they sit there and say, I cannot wait to take Google, um, Google Analytics Academy, it's free, it's on my mind, or I want to learn SEO. Like If they're giving you these answers... That tells you, ding, 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 I've got the right person. And it's your job as their partner to help them like develop this, you know, and and learn this and, and feed their passion so they're happy at doing the work for you too. Because you do want to keep them, right? But if they sit there and they're like, I don't know, you know, like that's a big flag. Or if they tell you something you don't need help with, maybe they say, I want to go learn TikTok and be a TikTok manager. And you're like, I want nothing to do with TikTok. Like that might not be your person either because ultimately they're going to be unhappy, you know? So I think that's a good growth mindset when somebody is showing you their love of learning, they already have their eye on something and they want personal growth. Mm, wow. Personal growth. I really, really love that. Um, and what mistakes perhaps shouldn't we make when we are hiring out or hiring a VA? Oh my gosh, I could go on for days about this. <laughs> um, I think that a lot of relationships go sour with lack of communication and expectation. So it can be hard in the beginning when you're new to this. You might not have a solid job description. You might not know exactly what, but your VA, your teammate cannot read your mind. So if you expect your inbox to be zeroed out every day at four o'clock, let them know. And it's okay for it to be evolving. Just make sure that you're having regular meetings and every, it's not always necessary every week, but every two weeks, every month. And then you have quarterly meetings and you're talking and communicating with this person. And those expectations are so important. Um, also, let's see, uh, watching out for boundaries right? I, I think it's important that you as the CEO, you set those boundaries and you stick to them. So if you don't work Fridays, you don't work Fridays. You don't text your VA at 10 o'clock at night. I mean, they can be the sweetest, nicest person, but that's still rude. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, have a channel for those afterthought ideas that where notifications are off. Like I get it. You're a visionary. You have ideas, put them somewhere where they'll get it later. Uh, Cause you don't want them to burn out too. Another mistake I see is people getting locked on a certain skill set. And I see this all the time. Like I have to have somebody, there's a time and place for this, but I have to have somebody who knows ConvertKit, the email service provider. They have to know ConvertKit. They have to know Kajabi and they have to know whatever, whatever. And that person who already has the experience level that you want in in your tech stack, they're going to be very expensive. And it's okay to get somebody who's used a sister program. So for me, I've used all of the email service providers over the last 13 years, except, let me think, Clavio. I haven't used Clavio yet, but if you ask me, hey, Emily, could you help me with this? I know I can. I know I can because I know all of the others. I done Active Campaign, Kajabi, ConvertKit, MailerLite, MailerChimp. I can do Clavio. Mm. So don't get stuck on the, the skill. Get stuck on the growth mindset. Again, that person who's not afraid to figure it out. Wow. Wow. I mean, you've said so many amazing things and I really like to request that you come back on the show so that you can talk about how we can manage a VA when we have hired one. Cause I think that's something which is really, really huge, uh, which is important, especially for people who don't have much experience with managing people. But I really love those, you know, ideas, having personal like boundaries and things like that. Um, it, it really is something which is, I believe, very important. Uh, but I'd definitely like you to come back on the show um, if, if you would accept that request. I think it would really be great for you to, to do so. Of course. Of course I will. <laughs> all right. All right. No, that's, that's awesome, guys. I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to having that conversation. I think it's very important. You've shared so many valuable things about how to hire a VA. So can you just please share with us what is your call to action? Where do you want us to go? Um, and what do you want us to do? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I'm like all over the place right now. I am training people to be digital marketing assistants. So my bigger call to action is if you have somebody who you're like, this person, he, she, it, they're it. They've got the brains, but they just need to level up and understand online marketing. They need to understand online business. I have a course where I teach um, digital marketing assistants. I teach them email marketing, content marketing, SEO, social media marketing, affiliate marketing, the tasks we need to be doing inside these online businesses that help grow and nurture and sell to our audiences. And so if you have somebody that you're like, this person could do this, I can help them get to that level and I can train your teammate, but maybe that's you. I see a lot of business owners who find themselves loving the marketing skills, but they need to pay for their passion. And so you can do this service on this side and it can help you grow your things. Like if you know podcast editing, you could absolutely offer that to other online business owners and help them market and produce their podcast on this side. So I can help with that. But if you just want to hire a digital marketing assistant, my website's hireaunicorn.com. Thank you very much for that. And as you're speaking, you did say, you, you talked about your course whereby you train, you know, digital marketing um, assistants. Um, can you please maybe just lastly tell us the importance of us as 
entrepreneurs investing in the growth of our VAs or like somebody who we think this could be the person, but they need to be nurtured? What is the importance of that? Perhaps? Oh, I love this because when I was new and I, I was working as a VA and an accidental freelancer, I had some key clients put me through courses. And sometimes we need to be valued and appreciated on a team, right? And it's not always about money. So knowing my clients believed in me and wanted me on their team really spoke to my intrinsic, you know, reward self here. And so you can sponsor your teammate through this. I would definitely make them pay for half just so you get the buy-in that people, whenever they tend to get something free, don't take it seriously. And so I would have them ask what course they want to go through. You know, if there's a course you have your eye on, maybe you want them to go through for you. I did that for my clients too. And usually there's some kind of like agreement, like you'll continue to work with me. Like you're not going to take the course and dump me. Um, or maybe you pay them back for the rest of their half after they've completed it. So think about what would actually reward them to get through it, but they've got to have buy-in in it. You know, otherwise I've seen way too many people buy courses and not do it. It's just, it's just what happens. So, um, yeah, I think it's important that your, your team know that you want them around. And if you do that for them, they will like step up to the plate as the Roy Disney level too. You want their brain on your business and you want these ideas flowing. So how can you cultivate it? And it doesn't always have to be a paid course. Um, my Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School is pretty cool because we do 12 weeks of learning and then we have a year-long membership. So there's advanced trainings after that. There's support and troubleshooting after that. But sometimes it could be something free like Google Analytics, like I was talking about. I mean, there's... Um, that one's free and that one's really good. Like we all need that in our business. So uh, I would definitely keep an open mind to sending your person through there and investing in them. Guys, please do invest in your VAs and their growth. Um, I think the first step is taking them through your course. Um, it will be linked down below in the show notes so guys please do do that and invest in your vas so thank you very much emily once again for coming on the show um this definitely won't be the last time you're on here but before i let you go can you please close the show for us um and take us home oh my gosh you're you're putting so much <laughs> pressure on me i just i just want to encourage business owners out there i know what you're doing is hard i've been there i've helped tons of clients through it I have served as a therapist to my clients and I have no training, but sometimes we just need that emotional support. We need to be around people who get it and it's too much for us to do it on our own. So if you can get creative, there are ways to hire people to help you to do trades. Um, you can make it happen, but absolutely get the help. If you're serious about your business, you've got to plan for the future. You've got to create a dream team and you need to start now. In the show notes, you will find the link to the podcast Empower Hour and the call to action by Emily. Please make sure that you do follow me on Twitter at Lindor Msane. And if you would like to have any of your questions answered or have any comments to share about you, the show, what, to, what we can improve upon or anything like that, then please do share with me via the DMs on Twitter or on my Instagram at Clueless Entrepreneur. Yeah, 
consider being a patron on my Patreon, which you'll find linked down in the show notes below. And remember, it's okay to be clueless, so long as you listen to this podcast, you won't be for long.